Hi there, my name is Marga Lieblick, and this is my podcast, What's for Dinner? In each episode, I explore various experiences, stories, and memories, all somewhat related to the topic of food. The theme of today's episode is simple and straight to the point. From the Duff of Springfield all the way to Guinness in Ireland, in our episode today, beer is what's for dinner. I first started actually enjoying the taste of beer, but I know when I first accepted the challenge. I was in English class in my first year of college and somehow managed to make it a few minutes before class started. Somebody had left a copy of the Tufts Daily, our student-run newspaper in the class, and I was perusing the articles. I came across an op-ed written by a senior who was essentially making a PSA alerting the university that girls do, in fact, drink beer. Did you ever go through a phase where you, like, tried if you like would order them and didn't like beer or you just knew you didn't like literally never I never tried to like it when I drink with friends I'm often reminded of this notion that girls don't drink beer and as a beer drinker I thought it would be fun to take an essay I wrote about my own theories about this idea and uh, put those ideas to test in real life so I decided to run a completely biased experiment and had my friend Colette taste a variety of different beers even though she proclaims to hate beer because I'm that good of a friend. Like I said earlier, that you don't like typically order beer, or wouldn't that I've ever seen you. <laughs> um, but typically, what never, you, yeah. in college? I guess so for this, like in college, what did you drink normally? Am I on the record? Am I on air? You're right on now? air. You're, oh my like gosh. That. Okay. I drank wine from uh, boxes a lot mm-hmm. of time, especially the little single serving juice box mm-hmm. type. Yeah. And what like kinds of wine did you like? White. Or- and pink. Mm-hmm. And then now, what kind of wine do you drink? Now, I like red a lot more than I did um, a lot of different kinds. And I still like white uh, Pinot Grigio, Sauvignon Blanc kind of stuff. And I'm less into the sickly, sweet, cheap rosé. <laughs> cool. Um, so back to my college self, sitting before class and reading that article. Honestly, at that time, I hadn't really pieced it together that there's this stereotype that girls don't like beer. Honestly, at that age, alcohol of any variety was seen as such a precious commodity that preference never really came into the equation. None of my friends, male or female, were going to show up at an upperclassman's party and turn their nose up at the lack of beverage options. Anyway, while reading the article, the female author mentioned that even her friends are sometimes surprised when they raid her fridge and find Sierra Nevada, which was the standard at the time for a hip craft beer, instead of Yellowtail, simply because she's a girl. She explained how frustrating that was, as there is no reason beer should be viewed as a man's beverage. I paused, thought back to the thousands of beer commercials featuring dudes at football games versus the dozens of Hallmark cards I'd seen featuring middle-aged women drinking comically large glasses of wine. 
Even in the TV shows I was watching with my family, Homer Simpson was always drinking Duff beer at Moe's, whereas Marge would be at home with a glass of wine. Hmm, yeah, she had a point. But the article's author postulated that this stereotype was more about a lack of familiarity with beer amongst female drinkers rather than some fundamental difference between male and female taste buds. Turns out that many of her friends hadn't thought past their first taste of warm, natural, natty light served in a solo cup and had written beer off forever as something for idiotic frat guys. They then tragically turned to the sickeningly sweet beverages like twisted tea and Smirnoff ice, which were marketed towards women without even giving beer a fair chance. Forget the hangover the next day, those drinks gave me a headache almost immediately. I pounced on the idea that there could be another option. And this author, this white knight in shining armor, pleaded me to join her on the good side, with loggers and ales with names I'd never even heard of. Seeing it written out, on paper, that women don't like beer, even in defense of girls that don't fit this stereotype, well, it pissed me off. Later, I'll have you know, my intro-level gender studies sociology course would help me put this type of experience into words beyond stupid and unfair. At that moment, however, all I could do was set out to create my own education plan, a curriculum, if you will. I might not remember what we covered in that English class, but I remember vowing to give my peers a run for their money when it came to appreciating beer. Yeah, I just kind of picked stuff out based on what I thought you might like, so that's the idea. It's just mm-hmm. have you try things that you might not have tried. Um, and then basically what I just want to do is like taste each one and just say like super clearly. When I thought about running this kind of experiment, I thought Colette would be the perfect candidate to include. We went through our formative drinking years together in college, and I can tell from firsthand experience, she didn't go through a lot of effort to like beer. So I picked out seven different types of beers for her that I thought she might actually like if she gave the chance, and I didn't think she would have too many preconceived notions about them. So she took a look through them before and had a general idea of what she was tasting beforehand. Before we got started, I asked her a couple questions to get an idea of what she thought she might like. Occasionally. (laughs) Have you ever liked a beer or... Um, So I just tried a mango beer that was a ballast point, and that I found to be very um, mango-y. So I liked that more than a beer beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing I remember liking is a raspberry, um, it's like a framboise lambic, um, and that also I liked. So I think if I am drinking beer, it's like barely beer because it's so fruity. Like a flavor, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the seven beers that I had her try were an Oktoberfest, an Amber, a German Dunkel, a Hefeweizen, a tropical IPA, a vanilla porter, and a chocolate stout. I have a pretty good idea of the foods and drinks that she does like, so I tried to pick things out that she might actually enjoy. But I didn't want to choose anything that would be overwhelmingly fruity or sweet, even though she might like it, because I thought it might be a cop-out as far as trying beer. If you saw a menu and you could choose a, um, a Hefeweizen, an Amber Ale, a German Dunkel, and a Tropical IPA, what would you choose of those? Mm, Well, Tropical IPA sounds so fun, but I feel like IPAs are kind of, like, pretty, like, beers, beers. (laughs) The beer of beers. (laughs) Yeah. So I probably wouldn't want to go with that, but I would want to, but then I would be like, no. Um... 
I want to say Hefeweizens are uh, like white-ish Belgian style, which I think I like better than some of the heavier ones. I think I would go with that. Okay. Yeah. One of my first major breakthroughs of my self-taught education was understanding that a lightly colored beer did not mean it was lighter in taste. My brother, four years older and what seemed like infinity years wiser, was already happily drinking IPAs. Thinking that an India pale ale sounded like a nice, light introduction to the world of beer, I tried his beer and was, well, disheartened. I almost gagged when I tasted how bitter it was. But I'm pretty stubborn, and I convinced myself there was some potential. It was a little fruity, I liked the carbonation, and thank God, it was at least cold. More than I could say for the harsh red wine my parents kept trying to get me to appreciate. Thankfully, from here I started branching out and trying new kinds of beer, and though the darker beers looked more intimidating and sounded more intense, they were usually a lot sweeter, and I had better luck coming around to them. To a beer novice, this seems counterintuitive. I soon realized I wasn't the only one making these assumptions. Okay, this is five. As you may remember, beer number five is our tropical IPA. That's a pretty color. Oh, it smells like nice. Hmm. I don't know what it smells like. However, I do not like the taste. <laughs> it's like very beery. Very beery. Um, yeah, bitter. Maybe too bitter. Mm. Which is weird because it smells delightful for a beer. But I'm going to go with bitter. Okay. So no. That's not no. a positive reaction on that one. No. Number five okay. is out. And here is number six. It's a tale as old as time. If you're new to beer, it's easy to get swindled into drinking something that's got way more bite than you bargained for. As an example, while out celebrating a friend's 21st birthday, a few girlfriends and I went out to a fancy bar. Seeing the price of cocktails, we all decided we weren't trying to celebrate that much, and everyone turned to the draft list. A friend who didn't really like beer had one of those deer-in-the-headlight moments and asked the bartender what they suggested for a pale ale. She ordered the first IPA the bartender listed off. If you understand the context of her order, you wouldn't be surprised to hear that she took one sip of the beer and hated it. And I've seen this happen countless times. And it usually comes down to not knowing enough about what you order. Think of a Guinness, probably one of the most iconic beers. I knew about Guinness well before I started drinking, and its reputation precedes it. Dark color, thick foam, that special glass. I would have guessed you need to be an old man sitting in a dingy bar to have the balls to order a Guinness. Yet... Despite stout being a pretty heavy drink, it's relatively light in flavor. I imagine my friend would have had an easier time drinking that than an IPA. And here is number six. This one's really dark. I'm hoping it's the chocolate one. To put this idea to test, it was obviously important to have Colette try darker beers. So I had her try two different ones, a vanilla porter and a chocolate stout, which I thought she would be interested in. Here she is drinking the vanilla porter, which she actually thought was the chocolate stout. Yes, it definitely tastes some chocolate. Although, if I didn't know that there was a chocolate beer in the mix, I don't know if I would. Like, it's a little root beery, which I like. Definitely not as beery as some others. Um, yeah, I think it's 
would be worth it to have like one of those, but you wouldn't want to like have a whole night just drinking chocolate beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like fun for a little adventure. Yeah. In yeah. Thing. Cool. And this mm-hmm. is the last one. So okay. This one's also very dark, like super dark. Okay. This one is actually the chocolate stout. It's like very syrupy. I don't know what to make of it. I don't think if I tasted it without knowing that it was beer that it's beer. Like it could be something else. Yeah, it's like, it's interesting. Okay. You like, it sounds like you like the one before that one a little better though. Mm, the chocolate Or you just one? weren't as shocked by, maybe, because you had two similar ones in a row. So I remember I liked four. And I, I would say I like this one. Seven. Yeah. Still good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now let's take this and compare it to some of the first beers I had her try, which were a lot lighter. The first one I had her try was an Oktoberfest, which I thought she might like because I really like those, but it didn't go as well as expected. Okay. Okay. Here is number one. Okay. Which I know, but you sort of don't. I would say the smell is like sort of natty lightish. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's very full bodied. It's sort of like tastes like frat beer to me. Mm. Yeah, that's my take. All right, here's number two. Which is switched. It's a prettier color. It's like ambery. And what do you know? This one was the amber. Ambers were one of the first beers I found myself genuinely liking, so I had to include one for Colette because I just have a soft spot for them. What do I think? I don't know. It's sort of like light in a nice way, not like a watered-down, like, crap basement way, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I don't know if I would enjoy drinking the whole thing, but that's like, I would call it pleasant. It may seem like a small victory, but this reaction was gold to me. Here she was, tasting a totally respectable beer with no fruit or any real frills whatsoever. And, to her surprise, it wasn't completely repulsive. As a reminder, this is coming from a girl when asked if she ever made an effort to learn about beer or experiment tasting beers, responded with, Literally never. I never tried to like it. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you have to drink beer, and then I just never even tried. Stubbornly. (laughs) Yeah, literally every drink that's not beer, I like. I found beer, like any alcohol, requires a bit of practice as you find out what flavors you like. If you're introducing someone to wine, you're not going to start them out with something as intense as a red Malbec. See, look, my parents did teach me something. Unfortunately, most trendy beers involve throwing as much hops into the brew as possible to get the IBU, or bitterness, scale up. So a popular IPA that a bartender recommends can end up being pretty extreme. Each negative experience you have drinking one type of beer could be enough to dissuade you from ordering any beer again. I can't help but go all social psychology on this. One bad experience in a bar doesn't sound like it will be that dramatic, but that ultimately serves as a positive punishment that teaches you not to drink beer. Think back to the distant memories of flat, warm beer from college. Your brain uses these examples and begins making a solid argument that beer is not enjoyable to drink. 
This is the case I saw with my friends that our friendly op-ed author saw with her own friends and that I'll probably continue to see with others, male or female. The problem is that if you never take a minute to learn about what you might like, you're doomed to repeat history. And every time you order another beer that you dislike, your brain reinforces this idea that you don't like all beer. So please, just take a minute to explore and maybe ask the bartender for a recommendation based on what flavor you want, not based on a preconceived notion of what you should order. Because God help you, with a bad beer track record, you might even be convinced to order a cider next time. No, it's hard to be a woman because I felt one Always known and had this feeling when I held one She was spilling on the sidewalk While I was sleeping up in Woodstock What did I miss? Maybe happy's just a haircut Okay, that's everything I had for this episode. At this point, I wanted to give a shout out to Court Rem, who designed the logo art for this podcast. Life is pretty good when you have talented friends that you can pay in home cooked meals. Court's website is CourtneyRem.com. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-R-E-M-M.com. The music included in this episode is from Patchwork Symphony again, with the closing song Pacific Highway written by Alex P. Wernquist. To listen to more music from Patchwork Symphony, you can head to soundcloud.com slash patchworksymphony or facebook.com slash patchworksymphony. And last but not least, a huge thanks to my friend Colette, who has been inspiring, encouraging, and mostly putting up with me since day one of college. Thanks for listening. Scared to be kind.